0: Welcome to the 2021 Tech Congress series. My name is Kaylin, and this series will follow our newest class of Congressional Innovation Fellows as they make their way to Congress. We'll keep in touch with them throughout the year and follow up with them at the end of the fellowship to explore the highs, the lows, the surprises and the evolution of their experience. A little bit of background. Tech Congress was created after our founder, Travis Moore, saw the lack of technical expertise while working as a staffer in Congress. The fellows receive a two-week intensive training in politics and policy, and then talk to prospective offices and choose a placement in a congressional office that aligns with their skill set and politics. They then spend 12 months on the Hill serving as tech policy advisors. Today, we'll be interviewing B. Cavello, a 2021 Congressional Innovation Fellow. B. most recently worked as a program lead focusing on labor and economic implications of AI development at the Partnership on AI. Bee will be working on Senator Ron Wyden's staff during the fellowship year. How you doing, B? Hey there, Caitlin. Doing great. Thanks. Awesome. So I know that you're a proud Texan. How did growing up and, you know, your experiences in childhood influence your interests in tech?
1: You know, it's a funny question that uh, before you asked, I hadn't actually thought about it before. But you know, I was born out in California and moved with my family to Texas because my dad was following a job at Dell. And growing up in that environment, I think Austin has kind of seen a couple of different waves of um, technology. In most recent years, I don't even think I recognize the town in some ways with all the new tech companies moving in but i think that working in texas provided a lot of people you know whether they were coming from california or other places an opportunity to think about tech issues with maybe a little bit of a different political mindset and i think that for me growing up in texas i had opportunities especially in austin to get to learn from you know people at the university of texas and learn from the, the parents of my friends, who oftentimes were thinking deeply about these issues, um, even to the point where I went to university at the University of Texas at Dallas, um, which was actually founded by the founders of TI or Texas Instruments. Which you know, for every kid who's had to take a an SAT or standardized test using one of those TI calculators, it was kind of an interesting place to kind of see the coming together of hardware and turning into software technology. So I'm grateful for that experience. I think that everyone coming into the tech space from wherever they're coming from in the world brings something unique. And I'm grateful to have had the upbringing I did in Texas.
0: Yeah, I think Texas has a really interesting technological culture around it, um, especially in Dallas and those other areas of Texas um, that I think is often overlooked. So it's really, really fascinating to hear about how growing up influenced your interest in tech. I also know that you studied economics while at UT Dallas. How does that complement your work in AI and in technological issues, especially given the fact that you worked on you know labor development issues as it relates to AI?
1: Yeah, I think that part of why I studied economics in school was because, well, if I'm 100% honest, it's because I did a... An internship in a physics lab, which sounded really cool quantum dot physics, really fascinating stuff. But the majority of my time in my physics internship was waiting for glue to dry, literally. Um, and so I think that part of that was like, hmm, maybe physics isn't the way for me to go. And I was looking for something else that to me had um, this kind of multidisciplinary or some would say anti disciplinary approach to thinking about, you know, the behavioral and psychology issues, the kind of, you know, mathematics and and modeling, as well as um, some of the kind of societal implications. And I think economics brings those things together really well. And so when I think about approaching AI and other tech issues, I definitely draw from, you know, thinking about some of the challenges that exist in the economics field uh, around methodologies and sampling and being able to kind of have good experimental design is really challenging and I think that there are actually a lot of similarities to the AI space and as you noted working at the partnership on AI I actually got the opportunity to work on you know economic and labor issues which I actually had not at all anticipated that would where, be where my career would go so I think in that respect um, there are so many links between AI and tech and many disciplines that I am really a big advocate of people bringing that multidisciplinary, that anti-disciplinary experience to the work.
0: Yeah, right on that you know multidisciplinary point, you have had a wide range of experiences in both the private sector, like Exploding kittens and IBM, as well as more academic civil society organizations like at MIT, Harvard, as well as the Partnership on AI. Can you talk a bit about how those experiences and the differences between those different experiences shaped your perspective on technological issues and maybe how can we better facilitate conversations between the private nonprofit sector and government and public sector as well?
1: Yeah, I feel so lucky, especially having gotten to work at the partnership on AI, but really in many of the roles that I've occupied to get to work with such a diverse group of stakeholders and people from all different backgrounds and disciplines. And I think that, you know, the struggle is real uh, in that there are some real language and methodological, you know, differences between how different disciplines or different folks approach problems. And so sometimes uh, it can be hard to meet in the middle and have stru- um, structured conversations. But at the same time, I think that that's also the fun of it is recognizing that we do all bring something different to the space. So for me, you know, Tech Congress is a really interesting opportunity because, as you mentioned, you know, I've worked in the literal garage startups and the corporation to end all corporations. I worked in, you know, nonprofit and civil society kind of space. But I think that the government world is the space that I'm most learning the language and the style of thinking. Um, So I think that one of the lessons that I've learned across all these different experiences and and working together with people from different fields and from different approaches is recognizing that those challenges exist in making space and time to work through them and actually like take the time to define language a little bit sometimes or take the time to even say, hey, we're, we're not gonna use the word AI right now or the word algorithm or whatever until we can come to something that we agree on. We should use something that's more specific or, or something that speaks a little bit more to where we're coming from. And so um, I think that's one thing. And there's also just, you know, kind of the basic stuff around alignment and empathy and recognizing that like, oftentimes people are all working toward the same uh, kind of good intentions, good goals, good outcomes, good values. And so leaning into that sometimes and embracing some of the challenges and the discomfort while also recognizing that we each do bring something valuable. And as long as we're trying to accomplish something together and trying to um, create a better outcome together, it's okay that we'll have some of those stumbling blocks and to not get too frustrated by it.
0: I really love your point on the importance of interdisciplinary thinking and the commonalities that these different spaces hold. I guess on that note, do you have a specific technological issue that is most ripe for collaboration between these different spaces? Like, should we all be tackling climate change issues or privacy issues or, you know, Section 230? Like, what is the technological issue, in your opinion, that is most ripe for collaboration?
1: It's a good question. And I'll be honest. I struggle with superlatives. I am one of those people that always can think of like a whole bunch of ideas, um, and it's hard to think of just one. However, I think there are there are some issues that I think we should be working on, even though maybe they are not the most ripe, or they might be hard, uh, like climate. I think that's a space that one does have a lot of potential. Um, there are so many different angles to approach that from. And so many interesting intersections and kind of like spillover effects that one discipline or one field may have intersecting with another. So I think that that is a really exciting space for me in particular. It's something I'm really looking to learn more about and get more involved in. But I also think, you know, as it relates to technology issues, I think that the number one thing that I want to kind of communicate or, or to help to instill through this fellowship is to also highlight how much tech isn't a separate Thing It's not a discipline in of itself, but it's rather something that in many ways undergirds so many other disciplines and so many other issues that people are approaching. Like there is a tech angle to almost everything um, these days. And I think that that's, you know, sometimes disappointing or freaky because it can mean that there are certain fields that maybe don't have the expertise or don't have, you um, whether, it, whether it's, you know, financing or, um, you know, other types of investment, you know, there are places that are under-resourced when it comes to approaching the kind of tech issues within their field. Um, and similarly, there are, you know, a lot of things happening in tech that are a little bit divorced of the history and the research and the the kind of wealth of knowledge that exists. But I think that recognizing tech as a through line that connects and, you know, <laughs> like, a I don't know, this may be sound too nefarious, like a fungus, but like, you know, in our understanding of how uh, mycelia networks create soil and make the rest of the world fertile and help us to, you know, digest things and make the world a better place. I think that thinking about technology and thinking about um, the role that technology plays in everything as this really connected web is actually a really helpful frame. And it can also be something that We use to think about how technologists can come at a problem and can think of themselves not as the solution, not as an outside force, but as an intrinsic component to the way that we move forward on issues.
0: That's a great point. And I think it leads into my next question really well. So, given your background and your diverse range of experiences, what drove you to apply for Tech Congress specifically? And what does civic technology mean to you? I'm
1: so grateful that Tech Congress came into my world because I don't think that I had really thought of myself as being a person who would go down this path. But at the same time, it almost feels inevitable. Like there are so many things that are pointing this way. So I'm really grateful to me. Tech Congress came into my world um, through a couple of different angles you know, when someone I really admire recommended I apply, which I think when you have mentors in your life who are making um, suggestions about your personal growth, like l- listen to that. Um, so that's one of the reasons I applied to Tech Congress. But I also really fundamentally believe that there is a lot of work to do and a lot of bridge building to be done. Um, the work that I've done in previous roles, especially the recent work at the Partnership on AI, really drives this home. But, you know, I think many of us have been startled and disheartened when we sometimes see folks in government talking about a series of tubes or being surprised at how, um, you know, Facebook's revenue models work. And I think that things like that, especially as a technologist, are places where I felt like, wait, I I can help with this. I can actually do something here. Um, So, you know, I come to Tech Congress without a plan, without a vision, forget a five-year plan, without a two-year plan. I don't know uh, what the future will hold, but I, know that Tech Congress is a place where people can really contribute and can learn a lot. And I'm so excited to be learning about, you know, how this work actually gets done in the world. Um, Because I've had so many conversations with people who kind of, you know, in my mind, a little bit sometimes push off responsibility about making change and say, well, you know, it's really up to the policymakers to do something about this or to draw the line of what's acceptable or not or whatever the case may be. And, And to me, a little bit, I, I honestly kind of want to be able to say, like, no, it's not up to the policymakers. Or if you actually think it's up to the policymakers, here how how we can be strategic about that. Or here's what you need to understand about how challenging it is and to have empathy for the policymaking process. So I'm really grateful for the chance to kind of peer behind the curtain to something that I think is a little bit invisible, even though, you know, we all hopefully probably had some level of, of civics and government class uh, as we were growing up. but It's really been just such an exciting opportunity to learn and to be able to offer something back in terms of the expertise that I have. And to your question about civic technologists, oh, it's so tough because I think that there are a lot of folks in the civic technology space who are technologists and they're like, now I wanna apply my tech skills to do something civic. But I also wanna like give a huge shout out to all the folks who have been working in the government space have been working in the advocacy and civil society space, who have recognized the potency, the power, and that, you know, deep underlying interconnectedness that tech issues have with all other issues. And so I think that to me, civic technologist is someone who recognizes the important role that technology plays in all of our lives and all of our systems. And is using that recognition whether they be you know someone hands on keyboards as a programmer or coder or somebody who's really thinking about things from a program administration perspective someone who is thinking about the role that technology plays and wants to use that knowledge and that vantage point as a way to extend access to folks to you know, whether they be government services or other services more readily available and wants to uphold people's ability to participate in the governance of you know, our government, but also the governance of where technology is headed.
0: Now that you are the civic technologist and you're heading to the Hill, what are you most excited to work on and what are you hoping to learn on the Hill? And maybe what's something that you're nervous about?
1: Oh my gosh. Well, it's easy for me to think of what I'm nervous about first. (laughs) I guess I say this because I think that, you know, there is some reality to the divides and the silos that exist between different fields and approaches. And I think in particular, for someone coming at it from the outside, I'm really most scared of like, goofing it up in terms of like how people do things in the government and how do people talk to each other and dress and things like that and at the same time I'm like I'm trying to learn and listen and emulate but I'm also trying to like hold on to myself and hold on to, you know, what value I bring as an outside perspective. Um, So I think that balance is something that's really um, challenging but also exciting um, to me to explore. And I think in terms of issues or what I wanna learn from this experience, gosh, I mean, there are so many issues. To me, part of the value of doing this work and coming to Tech Congress is that, you know, I've been working in the AI space in particular for the last five or so years and i love it i it's so fascinating there are so many interesting questions and at the same time i also want to branch out i want to learn more about like you know issues that have to do with climate we were talking about earlier or labor in the economy we were talking about that like you know they may touch on ai but they also have other you know mycelial network technology connections and so i'm really interested to kind of broaden my scope in terms of what what are civic tech issues and where can, you know, someone with the vantage point that I bring, where can someone like me actually help, you know, people help processes? Um, and I think that I'm looking forward to being surprised by the places that things intersect that I never even realized before.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited for your fellowship year. You're going to do such great things on the Hill, I know for sure. So last question it's a fun get to know you question. What's the last TV show you marathon watched over quarantine?
1: Oh my gosh. It's always so exciting when you're like hungry for another episode or another season of something and you're not sure if it's going to be renewed and it actually is. So there are two shows that I've watched over the quarantine that I'm really excited. I was like, look it up on Wikipedia today. They both said that they're, you know, continuing. So one is Infinity Train, which is a cartoon, I believe from Cartoon Network. And it's kind of dark and spooky, but that's kind of fabulous. And it's also like deeply philosophical and really fun. And then the other one is called Ted Lasso. And it is a goofy, charming, oh my gosh, just so sweet show about an American football coach who goes to the UK to coach, you know, the rest of the world's football, soccer. Um, (laughs) And it's just like, it's so charming and endearing. You almost like don't want it or don't believe that it could be that way, but it is. And it's such a delight, highly recommend.
0: I love the diversity in shows. That's amazing. Great, so that's it for now. Follow our Twitter at Congress Fellows to keep up with Bee's adventures throughout the fellowship. A special thank you to Bee for taking the time to speak with us today, as well as New America's Open Technology Institute, Tech Congress founder Travis Moore, senior advisor Brooke Hunter, and the New America production team for their continued support. Thanks so much, Bee. Thanks for having me.